calling all lovers of mystery and fans of a good story. If you haven't already heard me talk about June's journey, you're in for a treat. It's time to don your detective hat in this free hidden object mobile game that delves into the captivating journey of June Parker, a self-proclaimed detective on a quest to unravel the mystery surrounding her sister's untimely death. In June's journey, you get to play as June, deciphering clues and unveiling secret plots within thousands of beautifully illustrated scenes. And did I mention it's set in the glitzy 1920s? New chapters are added weekly, so you will never run out of new thrills to uncover, and you can also personalize and decorate your very own Orchid Island where the story takes place. How sharp are your detective skills? Find out when you download June's Journey on your Android or iOS device, or play online via Facebook games. Your detective journey awaits. Hey there, it's Rachel Ballinger, and I am thrilled to invite you to Rachel Uncensored, my podcast where I get real with my friends and celebrity guests, where we talk about all sorts of topics. From personal stories to hot-button issues, we cover it all. New episodes drop every Wednesday, so make sure you tune in on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss out on the fun and candid conversations we have here on Rachel Uncensored. Welcome back, readers, to The Lucky Die. Previously, Lafian reads a book. Raoul considers taking an hourglass. Squash learns he is to become the timekeeper, as Ortana continues her study of tactics and leadership. The heroes spend time with Aima, deciding what their next step is after attending Telus' birthday. They gather information from Dana and learn that the process of completing his task, Squash is to become the next keeper of time. Whilst Aima admits to Raoul, that she's doing something exceptionally dangerous, with Bogrim as her backup. What spells could banish a god from an eye of Grunge? Why was Dana researching Soulfire? And what exactly is Aima doing? I guess we're about to find out. Welcome back to The Lucky Die. Sultana and Lafian. You two are spending a good portion of the day reading your various books, books on true names and books on speeches. Sultana, if you don't have a proficiency in persuasion, you do now. Whoa, what? Dope. As you read through this and as like, we're going to do a little jumping backwards and forwards in time because I know that Squash and I know that Ral have more conversations to have with other people here and Zoltani, you do have another one as well. Um, but we're just going to mess around with the time just for a little bit. So you now have, and as you like turn the last page and you close it and you feel that knowledge has just sunk in, it could be something to do with the fact that you're sitting in the old meditation room. It could be that Lafian is nearby. Like there is something about being a study buddy, something going on here, which means that you have absorbed this knowledge and you're able to persuade with, you know, proficiency. As you turn and close the book, the book disappears. Perhaps it has returned to the library from whence it came. Well, that saves me from having to go back to return it. I don't think I could afford the late fees. Okay, Lafian. Hi. Reading through the book of True Names, you gained a fairly good insight into the book last time. Sorry, you gained a fairly good insight into the subject of this book last time you read it. Mm -hmm. And reading through this time, it's kind of like if you haven't been back to studying something for a while, something suddenly just click, like you're subconscious have been working on the learnings and a lot of things in this book suddenly click the second read through especially as you're actually dedicating time to read the whole thing 
a true name is something that you can have revealed to you or that you can reveal to yourself through dreams. A true name is that essence, that core of who you are. When you fall asleep, it is what you respond to almost instantly. Like some people will call me by my birth name, like me, V, my birth name, and I won't respond to it because that's not my name. And I believe that you also actually have the similar thing. Mm -hmm. It's much like that. It is figuring out who you are and the name that goes with that. Some people are lucky and the name they were given at birth is their true name. But for other people, it's not. And it's one of these things that can be revealed through dreams. But it is, it's not exactly dangerous, (laughs) but there are some elements of risk to be had in trying to learn this. A true name gives the person who uses it a fair amount of power over the object. Um, It can also be people, animals, items, etc. It's something that's not looked into very much. It's one of those really obscure branches of magic that's kind of gotten lost to time. Not a lot of people look into this. Um, And this is something that's way back in the day. If someone had your true name, they could do things like banish demons. They could do things like summon their dead loved ones back for conversations. It is something that as you're reading through, that if, as for example, Kyothea mentioned before back in the library, breaking case of emergency, you got stuck inside, say something like the sentinel that would be formed that is the four of you, it is something that could break you apart. You just have to learn them. And I'll be, I'll be, I'll be nice. Uh, In the back of the book, there is the how to learn true names through dreams. <laughs> and it comes with an accompanying potion, like a potion recipe. Emil! Emil! <laughs> Emil! You're uh, Talking about Emil, um, we're going to go back in time a little bit and we will deal with Squash and Ral trying to find Emil. I guess I don't exactly know when y'all want to do this. <clears throat> um, I think it's you. just straight after Squash has his little hissy fit with the book. <laughs> Uh, you're going to find Raoul at that point, probably with the other dragonborn in like the barracks area. Um, mm. So you can see a lot of them and they're talking in a language that you don't understand because you're not one of these people who can speak a gazillion languages just by existing, right? Nope. Great. I can't cast a spell um, to do that, but no. Cool. Great. Excellent. Uh, no, you don't understand what it is that they're saying, but everyone seems to be listening and talking with Raoul. They seem to be much younger dragonborn. Um, there you go. This is where you find Raoul. Uh, Raul probably sees Squash come in and he's like, I, I think he's like clearly got like a furrowed brow. Like he's clearly annoyed, uh, but it's like walking with purpose. It's not that kind of like aimless thing. So he's just kind of striding towards you. Oh, um, what are you, have you talked to Emil yet? Hmm. No, I I thought you wanted to talk to him too, if if I understood you correctly earlier. Yeah. Okay, I'm I'm ready. Um, uh, uh, like you can finish up here. I'm I'm not I'm not in a hurry. It's he's he's uh, like put some paper down and he was wrapping it up and he's like sees yeah. your mood and he's like okay and you can tell the conversation that he has for Emil isn't something he's looking forward to having <laughs> um, <laughs> with more than just a mill there but he's okay with you coming for sure so okay uh yeah sure um i think i roughly know where emil is so if you're ready we can just get going sure uh raw waves and uh we leave Okay. Um, the dragonborn just kind of like wave as you go and they say goodbye. Like a couple of them, um, just like especially the younger ones that are very like worried and scared, they run over and like give you like a really big hug. Um, and a lot of them say thank you and they p- take up these pieces of paper and they begin to like frantically write and discuss with renewed hope in their voices about futures. Um, where do you think Emil is? Well, I think we had Emil scared away by telling him this hourglass. Uh, mm-hmm. Yep, yep. Someone went in like, you have 40 days to live. Uh, I remember that. And mm. since he was not hanging out with his other seven buddies, uh, I would assume 
I have no idea. I basically just said that to give you an out for why we would know where he is. <laughs> okay. You know that he went to go find Dana, so you would pr- probably presume that he's probably either up on the surface, either near where it is that Dana lives, or probably at the Witcher Society, because that's where you would know that she most likely hangs out, being that she is still a member. All right. Yeah, I think we strut over to the Witcher Society. All right, let me just bring up information on some things. Give me half yeah. a second, please. Uh, I guess while we're like, I think it takes like a good hour to get to the surface. I think Squash tries to strike up a conversation with Ralph once he's like, he's breathed through his uh, like annoyances. <laughs> yeah, so, um, so uh, are you, are you trying to like get them comfortable with, with the score? Are you like teaching them stuff? What, what, what are you guys up to? I saw a lot of papers. Um, yeah, I, I just want to know what they want to do so I can help arrange it. Um, I can talk to a Thorin if they want to go home. I don't think that's going to be an issue, but um, the things here will be easy enough, I think. Yeah. Uh, oh, so you so you're trying to help them find like uh, jobs and stuff like that. Something to do, something to look forward to, something positive to think about. Squash is like silent for a couple of seconds, and then just like you're trying to give them hope. Mm. They. They have not had hope for long before all of this. They've been without it for a while. And it's a scary time in a scary place. They need they need it. Well, it looks like you're doing a got uh, you're doing a good job. Uh at least some of them looked excited, so that's very good. Yeah. Yeah, thank you. I hope it works out. Me too. If you need any help from somebody like me, I guess, uh, just let me know. Just keep them Uh. calm and uh, just uh, apologize if I don't make it. Just apologize for me. I'm sure that's that's not going to happen, but you've got my word. Thanks. Uh, at this point, you arrive at the Witcher Society. Um, you make your way inside. It's probably uh, probably just before mid. Let's say about midday. That's a nice amount of time for you folks. Um, it's about midday and you arrive. There's nobody in here. You see a couple of like um, wizards and witches and mages uh, like making their way around, but there's no one at the reception right now. Hmm. Uh, I don't think I've ever been in Dada's like, office. Have you? Have I? <laughs> you don't even know if Donna has an office. You have seen her teaching before in the classroom that's like off to your right, but she's not in there. Do I see see the old fucker who like uh, had me go to uh, Demi's house and then blow it up? <laughs> oh yeah, that guy. Um, no, that gnome. That gnome isn't here. What happened? Uh, They're not so, here. Somebody owes me money. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, you see, coming down the stairs, there is this drow woman. She has a shock of purple and pink in her hair. Um, she seems pretty old, and she's chatting with Dana and with a few of the other teachers. Um, Trempel is also like resentfully following up behind them with like a like a notepad and a quill, um, just like jotting down the things that she's saying. Um, and she's talking about changes that she wants done to the Witcher Society. Uh, as she arrives at the bottom, she sees the two of you looking out of place, I guess. Um, and she says, And what can the Witcher Society do for you today, gentlemen? Uh, oh, we, we came here to meet up with Dana or Emil. Actually, no, Emil. But he was here to meet Dana, we think. Hmm. I'm sorry, who are you? I don't <laughs> I literally just said to myself, open up the Patreon name list, and oh. I didn't do it. 
You can't have like a bossy drow woman like strut down the like down the stairs, going like, "I want this wall gone, and I want an office over there, and a fountain there, and goddamn it, if I don't have a naked man by my bedside by twelve o'clock, I will somebody's head's gonna roll." And then I have to ask the name. The naked man is only there for aesthetic reasons. No, that would be Titus. She says. Um, she says, my name is Serena Winsol. Oh. You're new, I think. Yes. Thurston has put me in charge of this place for now. Oh, okay. Well, uh, I'm assuming a promotion? Mm. Uh, more like a, uh... I was the head of the Witcher Society in Vanlas. Thurston decided my talents would be better suited here in this wreck that has been left behind. Hmm. Uh, you are looking for Emil. Uh, for, uh, he is not a member here, but he is renting a room down the hallway. Hmm. Uh, sorry to ask somebody as important as you. Do, do you know roughly the room? She just points down the hallway. Um... <laughs> He is the second door on the left. You can't miss it. Smells like an apothecary's. Yeah, he's an alchemist. Very busy. Mm-hmm. Well, um, good yes, luck cleaning alchemist. up the mess, I guess. Okay, so what I want is I want much bigger windows. Like, yeah, she's doing that. She's going up. Someone needs to buy this uh, lady you, one of those Emily. signs that says, bless this mess. <laughs> yes. This is a big fuck you. <laughs> Shh. She wasn't talking about the building this. Um, anyway, you find um, Emil kind of pottering around in like this very basic makeshifter like um, alchemist room. Um, he's making improvements, getting new stuff in. He's trying to set himself up a place to work. Um, yeah, and he sees the pair of you walk in. He says, What can I do for you, gentlemen? Come, sit down. Squash has a seat. Hi. Royal sits down. Hello, Emil. Uh, bollocks. Nope. Hello, Ralph. Hello, me. Ha, ha. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, have I introduced myself? I'm Emil. Uh, I don't think we've met before. Hello, Ral. Could I get you something to drink? Tea, perhaps? Sure. Yes. I'll pop the kettle on. And he, like, puts a little fire underneath a little thermos with some herbs that are stewing, and he sits down opposite, and he says, Now. I guess you're not here for tea. What can I do for you? Um, you go. Go ahead. I I guess I have two questions. Two. Um, how exciting! Well, I feel like you're mocking me, but I'm just gonna power through. Um, (laughs) I was talking to Don. I was talking to Donna before about the idea of a spell to survive Soulfire. And yes, Donna says that she doesn't have the requisite understanding and knowledge to start theorizing on it. That is a very dangerous path you walk, boy. Soulfire is not to be trifled with. Yeah, uh, I understand that. I probably understand the the threat of soul fire all too well but um i think it's time to stop being afraid and maybe think of ways to fight it i'm phrasing this badly I may encounter Soulfire very soon in my future. And the fact that you guys are pussyfooting around it because you're afraid of it and you won't teach each other it to learn how to defend against it is, frankly to me, baffling. Do you know how you learn Soulfire? If I understand correctly, you have to experience it. That is incorrect. And educate me, please. There are people in this world who are just incapable of casting it. I believe you and most of your friends are incapable. Zoltana, 
Most likely she could. Definitely, actually. It is an awful thing to cast. Killing someone so absolutely that they have no rest, no existence. Every fibre of your being, every fibre, has to be willing to kill every fibre of someone else. That rage, absolute hate, when death is too good. I'm not talking about a moment of passion. I am talking cold and calculating. Your worry, I believe your particular concern, she cast it on many, as have I. We don't experiment with it because it is not a good feeling. We don't show each other the particulars of how to cast this, because in the wrong hands, it could destroy us all. We're lucky Demi is not a psychopath. You're lucky I have stopped being so. But I believe that you are trying to save people, and if you do have soul fire in your future, then the only way that I know how to survive it is to have an exceptionally strong will or by sharing it with someone with whom they have a strong bond. We've had it confirmed to us by the Tengurin that oh, sharing lovely soul people. fire... Hmm? Sorry? Lovely people. Um, lovely. Wonderful, in fact. They make great cheddars. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we've had it confirmed by the Tengurin that so, so you've met the Tengurin before? Once or twice. <laughs> okay, uh, that feels like it's an important <laughs> plot point, but I can't stop on this right now. Um, right. Only so many trains you can follow. Yes. And this one is going off the rails very fucking fast right now. Um, <laughs> Sorry. Choo-choo. I've had it confirmed by the Tengurin that you can share it, and that increases the possibility. But there's only one person that can actually take it from you, or share it with you. Correct. But the Tinkurin, there was a child there that told me that there are people out there that have been experimenting with the idea of creating a ward, a, a, a safety. And Dana was name-dropped by somebody who had their mind filled with information about the soul fire from the rend. Ah, right. And I may be misremembering, but your name came up as well. Yes. There are some of us that have theorized that there are certain magics that could shape realities. When creating or discovering magics, there are aspects that you have to research one by one, with sacrifices to make it happen. Unfortunately, that's how magic in our world works. We theorize that there is one spell that could shape reality, but it would take a lot of magic to do so. Part of this includes a... creating an immunity to something. For example, we theorize that I might, for example, might be able to make you immune to the disintegration spell, but only for a few hours. Right, right. Something like that. Please, could you spend a moment with Donna and just research it for me? Less research at this point, more experimenting. But I get what you're asking. Sacrifices for this kind of experimenting are vast, I'm afraid. But I will ask her to help me. Thank you. Um, you're welcome. I'm sorry, it's... This thing keeps coming up in our travels, and it's, I guess in a weird way, it's kind of strange to me why you are, why you're all so deathly afraid of it, but your fear has seemed to paralyze you from the idea of even finding a cure for it. You're so scared of it that you would not even consider trying to figure out how to stop it just seems that you don't even want to think about it. Many of us don't, is a simple answer. Imagine if an experiment to find a cure went wrong. Other less experienced magicians trying to find an answer. They might cast it accidentally in an area. That could be ones, tens or hundreds of people sent to oblivion. 
Most of us live in the knowledge that we'll go to Bellum or Cicero or become something else in the stalking. Many of us live with that knowledge. It's nice to think of something afterwards, comforting even. You'll see your loved ones again. You'll get to hold their hands, speak with them again, fight for Bikron, or live out the rest of existence in peace. I've been to the ether. I've been to the place where there is nothing. No thoughts, nothing, except tiny burning fragments, and I can't reach them. I don't know if they know what's going on. That thought terrifies most of us. I will look into it, Squash, and let you know how we do. Well, sounds like the tea is done. And he, like, reaches over, pours two cups, uh, three cups of tea, and he puts the kettle back down to one side. (laughs) Rawl has that look with Squash, like, wow, I thought my conversation was going to be heavy. Wow. (laughs) (laughs) This this poor man. And what can I do for you, young man? <laughs> he says he's just specifically looking at Ra. He's he's done that. He's done with Squash's conversation. Like he's clearly not engaging on that anymore. Squash is not done with you. Continue drinking your tea, boy. <laughs> so uh, you know, I don't understand a lot of all of this, all of these things, and yes, miracle and the planes and stuff. That's all new to me. Of course. Um, I don't want to be rude. I owe you a whole lot. Open for debate. But, uh, I was just curious. Like, what? How are you alive? What, what have you done? What is this? Ah, you want to know how I've lived for so long? Something about you've lichd yourself. I'm not a fan of that name, but yes. I'm trying to piece together what is what. Squash is definitely looking at Emil out of like the corner of his eye. <laughs> just like, I want to know more too. Like, <laughs> Yes, I'm what some would call a lich. And we have to find... You somewhere? Caden is looking to make Taylor's younger again. Messing with age is forbidden magic, and unfortunately, I need my soul on the same plane of existence as I am to be able to perform some of the magic. And also to become Leanta's avatar. So... Soul... Raw's just like thinking mm-hmm. <laughs> clearly at <laughs> clearly at very small concepts. <laughs> um, Is that Raw's like new general manager? <laughs> if it helps, there is a small piece of my soul here in my body, but most of it is kept safe in the stalking. But is your soul in an hourglass? No, actually, it's inside an old tea kettle. Much like this one. And so but you don't use an hourglass? I don't. There is an hourglass for me, of course, naturally. But the goddess Luanta has stolen that from the deity of death, keeping it safe for me. How do you do this? How do I have a goddess steal my hourglass? And how do you put your soul in tea kettles? With a lot of bloodshed. Oh. I have come to regret becoming what I am. I have lived long enough to lose too many people. In fact, one half of humanity shares my bloodline. But that's a tale for a different day. Wait, what? He's like 3,000 years old, dude. (laughs) (laughs) Generation spread, yo. (laughs) So you have to you have to kill people? There's a lot of death and blood and sacrifices to a rather unpleasant goddess. Mm. Dark deeds done. That sort of thing. Oh, it is not a process that another could undergo unless they have already started it. If we really only have 48 days. 
Uh, I was more thinking for someone who has 500 years to spend without me. You know? Ah, I do believe you're talking about your Miss Ama. Yes, and I could keep the tea kettle safe, but I'm not sure she would... She has a different plan. One that would mean she would be with you for a while. In the stalking? Mm-hmm. I want to know what she's doing, but she doesn't seem to want to tell me, so I guess I won't ask. I think she's worried you'll try and stop her. Shouldn't someone... Possibly. But her mind is made up, and she doesn't want to spend more time away from you. It depends entirely on if her plan works. Otherwise, she will just wait for you. Okay. I think that would make a Thorin pretty mad. <laughs> Taking a, a missile to the stocking in a tea kettle. <laughs> <laughs> I promise you, no tea kettle for what she has planned. Okay, thank you. You're welcome. I will do what I can to keep her as safe as possible. Shield from some of the effects, but she has also someone else willing to take the fall. And he does owe her, and me, a great debt. Do you really trust him, though? No, not at all. Why hasn't he left? Why is he helping? Helping. What is he doing? Guilt. What is he planning? He is doing as she asks. Why? He is looking for... He is looking for a relic, and he is very good at finding those, no matter what plane of existence they are on. She's not undertaking the most dangerous aspect, don't worry. So anything else for you chaps? I did say I had two questions. Indeed you did. Drink up. And he kind of like turns and looks at you. <laughs> oh, uh, yeah. Uh, Squash takes a good healthy sip and... Cool. Roll can't save. Uh... How do you... Um... <sighs> I heard there was a way to like decouple like... Like stray... Aspects of people when there are two spirits within one body to throw yes. the the, the apps. Sometimes a demon, when coming from Bellum, in, in fact, even some beings from Cicero, when they come from their respective planes into our own, they don't have a mortal shell. Those spirits can be banished. Banished? A simple banishment, actually. Yes. So, yeah, so to give somebody complete control of their body again, you need to banish the other part. Pretty simple. Well, simple for someone like me, of course. Um, on a scale of one to nine, how difficult would you say it is? Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> uh. I think I was just trying to give you a hint. Yeah, I know what banishment is. I know what level that is, but I also know what you're looking for. Yes, okay. <laughs> mm -hmm. All right, all right. Um, I guess under half on your bizarre scale of one to nine, traditionally one does one to ten. For your fairly simple demon spirits, angelic beings, a simple banishment... And if it's some kind of, like, mecha demon. Oh, like a hell lord. Or even something bigger than that. Like, let's imagine there's something bigger than that. <laughs> well, that would be directly related to how powerful the being. How powerful are you thinking, Squash? <laughs> Idiots. Um. Let me help. A Hell Lord or equivalent would be five or six. Does that help? Yeah. And uh, somebody like <laughs> Grumsh. Take a persuasion roll. 
Why do you ask the only people who have a stake in this happening? Ah, uh, fuck. That was the wrong button. Uh, sorry, I put my keyboard away. Uh... Because it's called Burning Bridges. Ah, <laughs> uh, God, it's a 13. You would need a spell altogether different. How so? Demons, celestials, that's one type of spell. If you wish to subvert the will of a god, that would call for something a little stronger than banishment. It's like tea versus coffee. Well, I've always been more of a coffee kind of guy, so what's that coffee equivalent? She won't thank you for it. I'm not looking to be thanked. Lucky for you, you're looking for exorcism. And on your completely arbitrary system of one to nine, you're looking for something like a seven or eight. Okay. But, and you did not hear this from me, but there are other ways of casting higher level spells. Spells that you don't know. Yeah. Sacrifices, right? Indeed. Deals. Deals. But you need to be aware that if that is the path that you wish to take, you can only make that kind of deal with Clemdal once. I haven't wasted my chance yet. Trembo has, but you of course know that. Yeah, he did it for us. He did. You can only do it once. Yes. Thank you, Emil. Uh, I've got a lot to think about. Yes, you do. Well, I actually have something to be getting on with, funnily, for the four of you. So if you wouldn't mind. And like he like flicks his fingers and the door to his room opens. Squaws gets up, empties whatever was left in his cup, even though it's gone cold by now, and exits. <laughs> Raw gives him a friendly smile and waves again when he gets to the door. Thanks, Emil. You're welcome. I will make sure Aima doesn't get into too much trouble. Thanks. It's just her hourglass has worried me. As I believe all of ours do. I will keep yeah. her safe best as I can. Now carry on. I have work to do. All right. Did Lafian need to talk to Emil? <laughs> Uh, well, well, I wanted. To, I, I didn't want to interrupt, but I wanted to ask: is, Where is Kythea? Is she here? I don't no. remember if she'd left or not. Uh, Kythea is just not here. Um, the last you spoke with Kythea, she was going to go help the transition for Rowena into Kino. Okay, then yeah, yeah, yeah. So then, in that case, yeah, I need to find a meal. <laughs> he's the he's the other alchemist. I have two alchemist friends. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you could go see Rec and Rian again. Um, yeah, you can, like, it'll be fairly easy to find him, like, um, like, let's say that we'll give everyone catch up on time and it, you about an hour before I interrupt you with party stuff. So you can go find him pretty easily. Okay. Um, uh, as you go, uh, <laughs> as you, like, the door swings open and, um, you can see that he is, like, adding the last drops to a potion. He's, like, you know, bottling and you can see he has four of them. And the potion inside is kind of, like, wearing this strange kind of, like, bluish, like, pearlescence to it. Um, and it's very, very faintly glowing. Hello. Ah, pleasure to see you again. Those look delicious. Well, I would advise taking them with sugar. Always helps the medicine, etc., etc. How about we walk and talk? Oh, yes, that old adage. <clears throat> sure. Uh, as long as no one's listening when I mention a thing. Oh, don't worry about that. What can I do for you? Uh, yeah, he collects up the four potions. He puts them in like a side bag and he walks with you. He's heading in the direction of where you just came from. <laughs> Just to make things awkward. <laughs> so I've been doing a bit of studying. Um, I came upon a rather interesting bit while we were uh, taking a trip to the library. Uh, there's a recipe here that I would like to have made for the group of us. 
Uh, with that, he kind of like puts his arm in front of you, spins you around and begins to walk back to like his uh, his place where he's just come from. Seems like I'm making two sets of potions for you today. What is it? Um, When we get inside the door, just because this is old magic, I don't want... Of course. Uh, whenever we get inside of the room... Yeah, yeah. So I've been studying true names... And okay, sure. What? Nothing. What is it about true names? He he definitely has that sneer of he also thinks this is bullshit. <laughs> this it's I'm I'm completely serious. Of course you are. Sure. The book that I have <laughs> has a recipe in the back which essentially knocks whoever drinks it the fuck out in such a way right. that they can attempt to discover their true names. I believe that this can be very important for the, some of the things that we need to do down the road. Okay, I I can see the application of it, if it is true. I can see the application for what you need to do. If it's any assurance, this book came from the Library of Ogma. I would hope that would mean that it's not bullshit. A lot of opinion pieces in there. I have, in fact, written a few things in there myself, but that's neither here nor there. <laughs> uh, he reaches the over and, book. like, takes the... <laughs> and we'll start. You, you actually open the beginning of it. It's, like, uh, <laughs> written by Emil Scott, my first book, age eight. Like, <laughs> uh, he, he reaches over and he takes he takes the potion um, recipe and so. Yes, I can make a few of these. Give my regrets to young Taylor and tell her I will be late. Sorry, uh, I will let her know. No problem. What the four of you are doing is important. And if you truly believe this will help, then not only am I honour-bound, but also my survival depends on it. All of us. Yeah, okay. Bugger um, off then, so I can work. Fair. Laughing goes to the door and just... But just before he leaves, he just turns around and says... and. For what it's worth, I, I am sorry about the way we first met. I I won't rationalize what, what I did, but I am sorry. I don't really have... It would be hypocrite to continue to be angry at you. Not pleasant. My past is my past. And whereas I don't regret much of it, there is some of it that I find very painful. Very, very painful. And I think sometimes your manner gives off the idea that you don't realise that the past hurts some people. As much as you want to find the truth, you seem to forget our feelings. I've been learning a lot more of that recently. I hope you learn it quicker than I did. I think I've been learning at a rather rapid pace. As it is, I just wanted to make sure that I went into the future without any... Regrets on past decisions. If we should all be so lucky. Now, please. Of course. You and I are fine. Now split. And uh, he kind of like, as you're standing at the door, the door just like slams shut. And you just hear a little chuckle on the other side and you hear the clinking of potions as he's getting to work. He's so happy he has a job to do instead of having to go to a kid's birthday party. <laughs> You fucking know it. Probably. <laughs> it's like, I've literally been to every single one of my... No. <laughs> okay. Now, you guys have about an hour, mm -hmm. and someone mentioned getting Taylor a present. What the four of you doing? I'm going to be giving her the coin, because that child needs to survive. Okay. You're sorted. All right, Zoltana, are you planning on getting something for Talus? Are you planning on doing something for Talus? Uh, my first dagger. Yeah, I think I'm gonna do something like that. <laughs> she has a job. Yeah, so people with jobs can have daggers. I don't see what the different what the problem is here. People with jobs can have daggers. Name of the episode. Thank She's, you. She sells things more dangerous than daggers. Well, you know. Okay, that doesn't mean she's allowed to take them home. Over the counter. You can never have too many knives. 
And that is the truth. <laughs> the key to murder is to have fun and be okay. yourself. If you okay, live in a fantasy um, world, there's probably no such thing as too many knives. I think you're right. I don't think there's a there's a limit apart from if you play with weight limits on how many daggers you can carry. Um Okay, Zoltana, where are you planning on finding these daggers? Or are you giving her one of your daggers? Are you trying daggers. to find her I, a magical dagger? I carry axes because I am on a completely different level. Um, yeah, yeah, you're way beyond daggers. I graduated from <laughs> daggers to hand axes a long time ago. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you would probably know that Squash has an extra magical dagger in case he needs to throw one and can't retrieve it. And Lafayette has two more extra magical daggers. Jesus. You can also have them commissioned and made, well, or you I'm can buy make her a one. a special like, one with a little princess crown um, carved into, like, the handle. So when she stabs someone, it looks pretty. You know, I love judge it. all you want. I love it. <laughs> are no, you going to try and forge this? Like, like you could get a dagger and then you could, like, hammer a, um, whatever, de- uh, like, detail you want into it. Um, you could definitely do yeah. that. And I want to I wanna get, okay. like, that fancy, um, like, kind of, like, almost, like, color-changing metal. You know what I'm talking about? Damascus steel, I think it's called. God damn. It has, um, like, very fancy yes. patterns to it when no, it's... No, 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 uh, no, no. Damascus yeah. steel is something completely... I'm... Hold on. Or attentively, magic! <laughs> it's like, I think in real people life it's called like rainbow metal and I don't know how they make it. However. Oh, okay. Titanium. Actually, I think Apparently do. it's titanium. But anyway, I, I want to use magic, but I want it. I'm going to. Vibranium. How about we could like, I think if I'm we make obtanium. it adamantium, I think that's a thing. Oh, obtainium. No, um, like adamantite, I think is a thing in this world, if I remember correctly. Mithril and adamantine, um, yeah. Yeah, we can make it adamantine and we can say that in canon for our world, adamantine is rainbow steel. Like it has like the multiple colors yes. going through it. Wait, you're giving her an adamantine dagger? <laughs> Fuck it, yeah. Goddamn, yeah. And you're going to like carve a princess like uh, crown? Yes, I it? am. Because, you know, she's like, she's into that shit. So, yeah, you know, I love it. I, I love it. This is so it cute. Birthday. I love it. Um, can I get you to roll a d2, please? No, oh, okay, a d3. Then. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> d3 and ignore rolls of three. Yeah, <laughs> one. Aww. Okay, you have created her a plus one dagger. Oh, okay, cool. Now, this is a goddess in training. I was about a to say, blue. is this some goddess bullshit here? I'm pretty yeah. sure. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty <laughs> sure that the iPads uh, squash slept together in a day wasn't a plus anything. No, because squash. I think you said made something like nearly a dozen of them, and yeah. then he threw the rest away. Yeah. <laughs> pretty much. And also, squash is not a god. <laughs> well. <laughs> No, there's no well. You're not a god. Um, okay, cool. You have made her a plus one dagger. Um, Ral, what are you doing? I don't know, V. I don't have any ideas. And Ama's away true? doing stuff. Ama can come She's back if you need her to. Gift giver. Ama <laughs> could bake a cake with fire. I can do nothing. You can ruin it with acid. You have literally made everyone, including Taylor, something. Yeah, but I don't have time because her birthday was a surprise to me. Yeah. (laughs) Surprise. Um, hmm. I don't have any ideas. Okay, let's, 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 let's try and, let's try and generate some ideas for Raoul, shall we? Let's workshop this team. Okay. Uh, In Iceland, in ye olden times, uh, kids would play with uh, bones of ships that they could fight around, ships that went like got lost, and (laughs) and with like wool that got caught on fences. And I don't remember exactly the name of it, but boys would play little war games using the bones, and they would attribute like soldiers and stuff to it. And uh, they would do like something similar with a wool. They'd be like, oh, this bundle is a horse and these are our cows. We have to defend the cows and shit like that. Um, 
I was thinking that squash was gonna make something similar out of wood instead of creepy bones, where he would be <laughs> cutting out a bunch of shapes. So all the triangle shapes are simple soldiers, all the squares are uh, archers, and the one like pentagon or octagon or whatever uh, is like a commander. And uh, if they're called like meeples, right? Like the little uh, little people that you get in like board games. They're called meeples, right? Meeples. You're making her meeples. I've yeah. never heard that term before, but I'll take your word for it. <laughs> so I guess Squash is working on something like that. And if Raoul wants to join in with this asset, yeah, Raoul can help you. Like Squash so doesn't I- have. If you get like uh, like squash can make the little pieces and then like Raoul can like decorate them quote 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 with like little asses so they have little faces and little legs and shit. So what I'm hearing right now is that you're about to send Talus into a cascading spiral of Warhammer addiction. I I'm not gonna say that because then we'll get sued by the Games Workshop. <laughs> I'm, yeah, because I mean, we have uh, battle battle axe addiction. L- love love daggers. No, wait, that's not right. Um. War. Uh, yes, it's 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 battle, strife, uh, battle What's the swords. Word for hammer, strife mallet. Okay, yeah, so we're going to strife mallet. Strife mallet. Okay. Um. Yeah. Like the pair of you can work on that. Um. Like you can have like a really big array if you're both working on it together. Um, I wish I had like cute. picked up a dragon scale off the ground or something to give that. There's no way to obtain that now, though. <laughs> no, sorry. No, uh, I think Lapin's the one that picked up the gold leaves. Um, I feel like picking one off of myself and gifting that to someone is kind of like a mate's thing more than it's oh, like yeah, a I, here, friend, yeah. have a piece of me. Yeah. I did pick up the leaves yeah. from the tree, didn't I? Whereas a yeah, dragon dragon would be more novel. Oh, I... yeah. A dragon dragon would be much harder to obtain. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think if you went over and started like stealing one from dragon scales, you'd be like, oi, <laughs> fuck off. Oi, mate. No. Um, that's when I can get Kareem's I'd send a message to my tobacco friend, like, sneak one off. <laughs> sneak. Can you just like steal one? Just like sneaky, you know? Sneaky, sneaky. Do dragons shed? Sometimes, maybe. <laughs> Does it come off in oh. layers like a bearded dragon, or <laughs> no? They're they're magic. Their scales just grow with them. I've always assumed. I I have never assumed. Oh, they stop with teeny tiny scales, and then they get bigger. Oh, that's so cute. I've always assumed that the dragons do not shed their skin and then eat it like geckos. Oh, ah, <sighs> delicious. All right. Okay. Cool. <laughs> So we have a collection of things for Taylor's. Cool. Good. Okay. I don't have any other ideas. Has Ama used... I'm looking at my sheet now. Has Ama used that squishy eye from the god we gave her? No. Mm-mm. No. No. You never Please gave it to do her. Not. Yes, I did. Yeah. I gave it to oh. Ama as soon as we got back because it's a disguise you thing. And I was like, yeah, here, be, that's safe, right, yeah. be safe from Bogram if you need to. You can be anyone you want. <laughs> yeah, she, she has that with her. Uh, and she will use it in case of emergency because you haven't told her that it's cursed. <laughs> I did. I did. Because I oh, said, okay. in I said case, hey, watch out. In case of emergency. We pro- I told yeah. her we probably need to look into this before you use it, but this is what I know that it does. <laughs> okay. All I right, did yeah, tell she, her that we needed case, to yeah, research it. it. So she yep. knows to be careful. Uh, okay, cool. Um, throughout the day, Donna and... What the fuck is her dad's name? Caden. That's right. Dana and Caden have been moving things down into the foyer. You can see that they're moving like desks and they're moving some of these like pews around. You can see that Soren and that um, the book are also helping out. There's an elf that you haven't recognised and never met before. He was also helping them to move things here and there. You see that throughout the day, um, as Sultana, you're coming out to like finally like you finish like creating the blade. You see that Elise and Tuck are also here. Um, you also see that Benno has arrived. Um, there are a couple of the younger kids that are also um, here and they're just like beginning to play tag and they're bored with the adults antics. You can see that there is a bard setting up in the corner who is talking quite 
animatedly with Elise on how they should orchestrate the events of the evening. You can see that there are a lot of people that you recognise, teachers from the school above, and you see a lot of the kind of younger Dragonborn that have been clearly chatting with um, Rondi and with Zach and with Talus and with, you know, the rest of the the kids that are here, that they're all beginning to like mingle and talk to each other. You can hear that the bard is actually beginning to play music on their lutes and it's quite loud and quite vibrant. Um you can see that many of the teachers from the school above are down here. You can see that Trampel and his um, tabaxi friend are just off in one corner chatting very animatedly to each other. There are a lot of people here. Is... Oh, and Ama, Ama comes back, just FYI. Okay. <laughs> Is... <laughs> like, I feel like it's with a clue. <laughs> the last two people Ra would be looking for um, before they disappear forever uh, from Falsam is... Bogram and Athorin. So Athorin is, as far as you know, still with Marnak and with Lisbeth. Okay, yep. He stayed yep. with them in the library. But Bogram is here. He's being, like, ignored by a lot of people, with the exception of Caden and with, um, like, one or two other people. You can definitely, like, hone in on him and talk to him. Yeah. Um, he's going to wait until there's, like, ideally no one really around. <laughs> uh, <laughs> slightly less possible when you think, but it is easy to, like, say, oh, yeah, I want a word. And, like, yeah, like, at some point during the evening, it definitely would be possible to, like, speak to him mm. as lone as possible in a place filled with people talking and dancing and shit. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's fine. It, they can have yeah. like a, 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 they don't need to find like a room or anything. Um, so Raw is still like, I don't think he's even like looked at Bogram like for more than just a couple seconds since all of this. Um, been very much ignoring. And that's the only tactic that Raw has had. <laughs> mm -hmm. Um, when Ra gets Bogram alone, he minor illusions <laughs> Bogram's hourglass onto the table. Oh my god. <laughs> uh, Alright, uh, what's your spell save DC? My spell save DC. Yep. Because now I need to go open Bogram's uh, bullshit. It's fun if he thinks it's real, but... <laughs> I know, I know. But uh, I'm just gonna I'm gonna decide to whether he finds real. out at the beginning of this, the end of this, or at all. Like you know, we shall see. I mean, for I did try to take it for real. That was a real attempt. <laughs> I know, I know. I think there might be a give in that. I don't think he. I think that Raw is afraid to uh, break rules by giving Bogram like a look at his hourglass as he saw it <laughs> and uh -huh. like risk him being able to calculate his time or anything. So I think he actually makes it empty and just makes okay. the frame with no sand so that, I mean, if he understands okay. what yep. that is, then he would know it was fake. But. Yeah. He like for him, he just see uh, an illusion of an hourglass right now. So yeah. Uh, yeah. Hopefully he there's kind of some kind of recognition looks... that he doesn't understand to it. Yeah, like he, 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 yeah, like he looks at it, doesn't really understand what he's looking at, and looks back at you, like, what, uh, what does this mean? I need you to answer me a couple questions, and I need to know for sure, because I don't know at which point I could and could not trust you. You sent us to Van Lass on a false lead. Those people that I killed in the fourfold. I have to go to Bellum and they will be there. I need to know. If you had me kill people for bullshit reasons or not. No, never. Can I incite him? Neil, Neil kind of believes it, but... <laughs> 11 he's telling the truth 
fine. They might not be in Bellum. They might be. But there's half a chance they're not. They're fighters, I'm assuming. I don't know what you're doing. And Dama won't tell me. And that's fine. But if you betray her, I can promise you will pay. I understand. I don't deserve anything less. I don't know. I don't know how to handle you being around. I know you did what you think you had to do. That doesn't make it easier. I know. It doesn't make it any easier for me either, lad. But someone had to be it. And that was either going to be you or her. Did you know the whole time when you met me, the whole time you were helping me? It wasn't until probably a year or more after I'd met you two. Orders came down that I had to set something up. I want to challenge you to a fight. I just want to punch you. If you promise not to try to kill me, I'll promise not to try to kill you. Not that being in or in out of a ring would have stopped me. How about not at a kid's birthday party? No. No, and scheduling it might be hard because I have a lot of things to do. Um, But one day, one day I'm going to punch you. (laughs) And one day I'll make it a fair fight. It's the only way to really get that aggression out in it. She's going to choose you. She always chooses you. So it'll be a fair fight. Just just tell me when you want to start. Just let me help her first. I don't know how I'm trusting you. But I'm trying. You can trust that I love her. Everything that I am. Waste of space that I am. So you can fight me whenever you're ready. Whenever we can. And I do promise I'll keep her safe. Well, I'm not going to try it at his birthday party, so I'm... Uh, I'm going to go take some fresh air. Yeah, um... Thanks for accepting. I'm trying, Bulgram. I'm trying. I really am. Me too. Hello, everybody. Thank you for listening to episode 163. Uh, I'm pretty excited about Taylor's birthday, and I think my present is the best. But there are some close seconds out there. If you have an idea of what you would give Taylor to the to for her birthday, uh, like go ahead and tweet it at us. Uh, I, I'd love to hear what people think that Taylor would like. Um, I want to start by thanking our two most recent patrons, Aaron and Wilhelmur. Uh, Wilhelmer actually played a game with us and it was genuinely really really fun. So thank you so much, Wilhelmer. And sorry how late this is going out. Um, I, I hope you're having a great day. Um, we also want to thank uh, Jay for his Emil Scott lines. He, as always, nails it. Um, 
And we want to thank Emily for her suggestion of Serena Vinsel as the name. So, yeah, um, if you like TLD, then consider supporting us on Patreon. We have a lot of really cool goals and uh, we have a lot of cool merch. And we are about to run into the end of the Scullover dice uh, 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 merchandise. And I've... I've Squash's skull is just about to come up, and I am super excited about it. I've I've actually seen what it looks like. It looks really, really good. So I'm super excited about that. Um, yes. Thank you so much for listening. Hope you're having a great day. And stick around to hear an ad for Dungeons and Pop. Thank you very much. Bye. In a world with many podcasts, pilfering dungeons and slaying dragons, there is one where heroes come in many shapes and sizes. Small and large, guests and regulars. Their challenges vary from world to world as it touches many realms. From a world reaching the breaking point, to another where adventurers find the attitude to claim the power inside and save the day. To yet another where fiction has breached the walls of reality. Dungeons and Pop is a tabletop variety podcast which showcases pop culture and formats both in-game and out as we strive to not be your typical D&D. We utilize a number of third-party supplements and homebrews such as lasers and liches for D&D. We release alternating arcs and segments every Wednesday morning and can be found at dungeons-and-pop.pinecast.co. It can also be found on your favorite podcast player of choice, and we are also located on the Cast Junkie server. Hey there, it's Rachel Ballinger, and I am extremely excited to invite you to Rachel Uncensored. It's my podcast where I sit down and get real with my friends and celebrity guests where we talk about all sorts of topics. And sometimes we might be under the influence when we do so. We cover things from personal stories to hot button issues. And it's the only place on the internet you can find an uncensored version of me. It's a side of me that you might not have seen before because it's not the most family or brand friendly. But don't worry, I'm still sort of slightly a decent human being. If you're intrigued, then make sure you check it out. New episodes drop every Wednesday. You can find it on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss out on the fun and candid conversations we have here on Rachel Uncensored.